When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Honestly, Gia, I'm just, we talk about healing. Like, I'm in this journey where I'm going to give grace before judgment. I'm going to give myself grace before I give judgment. And when I do that, I can give it to other people. Welcome to the Healed Girl Era podcast, a new loving space to reflect on the journey. On this episode, I've got my sister Jovian Zane joining me to talk about what happens when the person who encourages everyone needs some encouraging, how to balance the capacity and responsibilities on our lives without losing our minds, and what happens when the light inside of all of us starts to flicker. I'm Gia Peppers, and Healed Girl Era, the podcast, begins now. I'm so excited to have here today with me my sister, Jovian Zane, with me on this beautiful day in L.A. One, for people who don't know, she is the founder of the International Day of Purpose. She is an incredible speaker, a CEO, a motivator, and an upcoming author okay (laughs) so I am so honored to have you here thank you Gia I love being here I love being with you I love being in this space I love talking about healing now when I like thought about having these conversations I was thinking about people who really had an honest journey that was shared that was impactful to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and that included the highs and lows of healing. And if there's one person in my life who has always been that, it has always been you. Like you have always been that person that like we all go to for advice, for a laugh and for (laughs) real connection when the world feels flighty. Like when you need groundedness, I know I can call my sis Jovi and she will have us, Mm -hmm. have us but me together. So I got to ask you, you've done a lot. You've been a lot of places. Let's go back to little Jovi. You know I love little Jovi. Because this is my favorite. She is popping out. She is in. She's here. She's very much so here. Okay. Yes, yes. Little Jovi, what was it like for you growing up? What was your life like before you became this adult, gorgeous woman that we know? Oh, gosh. Well, I think... The key things, young Jovi, I always say, uh, I'm a Southern girl, yes. as you know, term big apple biter, now West Coast lover. Wow, come on with the words. Listen, I, I've, I've been lots of places in my adult life, but that young Jovi that's carried me from uh, graduating from Chapel Hill, living in Atlanta, getting my first job, hating it, yet doing really well, getting promoted, uh, moving from New York to LA, all the things. The young Jovi that's followed me, that's reminded me of who I am, has that been that young Jovi who's been an encourager? The same girl who would skip gym to be in the Bojangles parking lot talking to her girlfriends who were going through a breakup. It's the same Jovi who at seven sat down in front of my cousin Cassandra before our family talent show. She was preparing to you know, give a poem and she was freaking out. And I literally got in front of her and was like, Cassandra, you can do this. I believe in you, I love you. Mm. That's always been me. And so that young Jovi has reminded me of how I should show up in the world now, of course, as a facilitator and as a coach, and ultimately as the kind of person who wants to remind people, 
that you've been that girl. Mm -hmm. You've been that guy. You've been that person. You were divinely created to do extraordinary things. So that's that young Jovi who I would also say is flanked, you know, talking about my childhood, I'm flanked by two incredible brothers, you know, Roman John Arthur, my younger brother, Nate Wonder, my older brother, who in their own right are incredible musicians and geniuses. I mean, I say their own right, they're Grammy nominated. Like they are, I think together we collectively remind each other that our distinct gifts and our purpose is worth chasing after. Mm. And our parents let us know that that was okay too. So that's, that's how I was raised yeah. in so many ways. Who was the first person that modeled for you how to be an encourager? Who would be that person oh, or God. that inspiration for you to be like, I see a person that's lonely and not really here right yes. now. Who gave you permission to do that? Or did you always have it? I think I always had it. And I think a younger version of me wouldn't have felt comfortable just saying that, but it's the truth. I've always had it. Mm. I've had it in spades. Mm. Like that's literally why at seven, I did it without even knowing I was supposed to. I just knew I was supposed to, you know what I mean? So that's, that's I think, a part of that unique gifting from God. But the other people that I saw that reminded me that it is okay to be that way were my grandfather's. You know, I'm a parents. P. Yes, and my parents, of course. Like, I'm a PK, uh, a line removed. Like, both of my grandfathers were Baptist pastors, and so I constantly saw them mm. encouraging people, especially when they, you know, and I'm not going to say this is a practice I would model now, but they encouraged even when they didn't have a lot. Yeah. You know, like, I would, I remember seeing my grandfather, who we called Grada. So we would, like, imagine it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're in the living room. And we're all exchanging gifts and the phone would ring and he would step out and it would be terrible news from, you know, a member of the church who just experienced a death in the family or lost money or whatever. And he would leave Mm -hmm. to go care for them, to encourage them to be by their bedside. So I did see that. I saw that kind of like that selfless support and encouragement, which I believe in so much. And as now a mother and a wife, and a lot of other things, I understand that you also can't give what you don't have. Hello. So I have to create a practice of where I would much more prefer to give out of an overflow than a deficit. Mm, okay. So Jovi, you are this light. You are this leader. You are a mom. You are a wife. You are a sister. You are a friend. Who remind me? You are a businesswoman. Yes. An icon. When you think <laughs> about, <laughs> when you think about how you fill your cup as a person who pours frequently. Yes. How do you fill your cup and how do you ensure that it is at a place where you can continuously pour? Because there's a lot of people out here Mm -hmm. who want to give, right? Like we have friends in our lives who want to show up, but they don't know how. Mm -hmm. They don't know even where to start. Right. And when they overpour, they have no idea how to restore what they share. Yes. So how do you ensure your daily practice is to fill yourself up? And what does that practice look like? I've learned this lesson the hard way. Mm. Uh, I can think of a time when one of my best friends called me, like just stuck. And she, she, she got some bad news about her job. And I remember feeling like I really want to give her more, but I got nothing. And in that moment, what, what I was able to think back through was I didn't have a lot to give because I had been running on fumes, but knew it and didn't give myself the break. Mm. And 
I like to think that the people that are closest to me do deserve my best. I want to give my best. It doesn't mean that I will always have it to give, but I hope to, mm. right? Like that's, I call them my best friends for a reason. Ooh, come on. So the fact that I didn't, I couldn't show up for her, it, I know she wasn't disappointed, but I was disappointed. And not because I think I'm superhuman, but it was actually a reflection that my priorities were off. You know what I mean? So that, and the thing, the, the, the reason why I was depleted was actually because I'd been taking on work that wasn't mine to take on. Yeah, and as an entrepreneur, so often, especially when you're starting your own company, even if, even if you've had a lot of success, which I've had, you can feel a pressure to overperform or overprepare. And I'd been overpreparing and overperforming and just trying so hard to impress a certain client to where I emotionally, emotionally was just so depleted mm -hmm. to where I didn't have energy to give it to a best friend who ultimately, if I had had more to give her, I would have been more filled up. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yes. like there's some reciprocity there um, that I just wasn't available for. So from that story, I think I, I just, within therapy, like I started to do more work around what does it mean to stand in the truth of your expertise. Mm. Like, and make, follow this connection for me. If you spend so much time trying to convince other people that you're worthy of something, you will not have enough to give the moment. Say that one more time, because I want to get that. If you spend so much time trying, trying to, to convince people. people that you're worthy of the moment, you won't have anything when the moment comes. And that was me at that time with clients and also with my friends. So in therapy, we did a lot of work around it. So you talk about like, what's my practice been? My practice has been confronting imposter thoughts or limiting beliefs. Um, a lot of my work has been like practical things of establishing a bedtime routine. Amen. You know, to my husband's chagrin, shout out to George. He hates sometimes, but understands when I'm like, I gotta go to bed now. You know, so readjusting our expectations for each other has been a lot. Uh, and then another piece of it has been, honestly, Gia, I'm just, we talk about healing. Like, I'm in this journey where I'm going to give grace before judgment. I'm going to give myself grace before I give judgment. And when I do that, I can give it to other people. Mm. So when someone doesn't return my call, the last thing I'm thinking is, oh, she ain't got time for me or she's too busy. Like, that doesn't even cross my mind. Right. It could be, oh, okay, I, I hope I talk to them when I can. Or better yet, I'll send up a prayer. Mm. I hope whatever they're doing in the moment is meaningful and that, God, you're covering them. You know what I mean? So that's, that's been some evolution and some growth. That's amazing. What Natasha say? Growth. growth. What's that? It's growth. Growth. Yes. Wow, I'm insecure. Um, Same. The, you just said so much that is so beautiful. But I think one of the things that you said to me that stuck out really was that reciprocity. Yeah. And your your spiritual practice, your self-practice, your intentionality with yourself, I think, overflows into other people. Um, and you do that so well that you literally get to coach people in corporate settings. And you were saying entrepreneurs. And there are so yeah. many of us who are creative entrepreneurs who are burnt out but have no idea how to slow down. Because if we don't work, we don't eat, right? So when mm. you coach your people and whether they're in corporations or creativity spaces, yeah. how, do you, how do you encourage them to create more harmony and balance in their life so that they mm -hmm. do not go somewhere empty? Yeah. So much of it starts with mindset. Mm. 
You know, I think it's, it's the mindset or adopting a new mindset, trying on a new mindset that helps you to step into this belief that you already have what you need. It doesn't mean that you can't grow and that you can't get better and that you can't evolve. Like, I think it's awesome when we adopt like the beginner's mindset where Mm. we're always learning, cool. Um, Like you're not a fraud, you're a beginner. Mm. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, folks that I coach, even in corporate settings, sometimes we feel like we get to a place of burnout like I was saying before, because we want to impress so badly. Like we just, we want people to be like, oh, that's, did you see Joby? Did y'all see like that? Like, you know, we want to impress so badly. And so we overdo. Mm. And we don't trust that we already have enough. We already have enough. So some of my coaching comes from starting with the mindset of understanding what are the values you want to to communicate, Mm -hmm. Who do you want to be once you get to the thing? We talked about this before. Yeah. Girl, Listen, you know, like our generation can be destination obsessed. Um, obsessed. If I don't get here right this time, I'm throwing it all out. I'm, thro- I'm done. I'm throwing it out. I'm not doing it. Listen. 20 years of work. Listen. Just because you didn't get the, I had to learn how to, I had to unlearn that though. Because remember watching Girlfriends? Absolutely. It, it, it was all obsessed. Uh, you're already giving me, uh, what's her name, Jill Marie Jones right now with thank, this hair. Yes, you. but carry on. You, carry on. Thank, yes. Thank yes. You, uh, remember Girlfriend? Yes. I love me some Mara Brockakeel. It ain't never slander. But they all were like <laughs> Time out. perfect Yeah. at 30. Not perfect. Perfectly imperfect. They had homes in condos in L.A. Still trying to figure out where Joan lives. I was like. When Still I, trying to figure it out. When I got here, I was 32. And I was like. Now, how am I get a house in Larchmont at third? Now, I know Joan's auntie and the, and the mom you had gave the house. But there was a certain expectation of 30 yeah. of what my life should look like, of what my relationship <laughs> status should be, what my career should look like. And honestly, I had to learn how to let it go before it drove me no. insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, for the people who are in that space, I see so many girls on the Gen Z TikToks talking about like, oh my God, like I'm about to turn 30 and like I'm scared. And I'm like, I was there too. But when we think about like Mm. stepping into new chapters and allowing it to be what it is. Allowing it to be what it is. When when did you learn that for yourself? What was the straw that you think like broke the camel's back of like, I can't be frustrated and angry at what my life is turning out to be? Two reasons, or not two reasons, two moments I remember very clearly. Oh, snap, yes. I was was in the airport leaving Mountain View. I had just done this workshop with Google. They've been a client for a long time. It was incredible. You know those moments where you just like, oh, oh, that was it. I'm the one. No, for real. It was was that. And I remember I called my mom. I was standing outside of... um, a Mexican restaurant in the airport and I was just, you know, vibing out, telling her everything. And I was so proud and I was describing how excited I was about the work. And then I had this nagging thought around getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and how much I wanted to get pregnant and how I was like, I don't know, mom, you know, at this point I was 35 Mm -hmm. and I was like, ah, I just am not sure. And I keep feeling like I need to, you know, I just don't know when it's going to happen and if it's going to happen. And all these things. And she listened to me lay out a whole doomsday scenario. And then she said, Jovian, 
I think you need to release your grip on the timeline that you have and you need to hold hands with God instead. Same. Same. I, I said Chandra. Miss Chandra. I said Chandra. Mom. Mom. And the peace that that phrasing gave me has truly walked with me that through is. other milestones where I realized I have, for like, to your point, because of how I've been socialized, like what I heard growing up, what I saw for good, you know, for better, for worse, the images made me think this is what it means when you get to be 30, mm -hmm. when you get to be 40, when you get to become an entrepreneur who's been in business five years, when you've had a, a partner for six years, whatever. I had let external pressures define my expectations. Ooh. And that's what happens so often to us. We let other people define our expectations and we've not evaluated where those expectations have come from. And then we let those expectations, they define our most critical life choices and decisions. We break up with people because, oh, he hasn't given me X by this or she hasn't done X by this or they haven't, whatever. I need this job to do whatever. Yeah. And it's fine when we could come up with what we want to be true, but the thing I had to realize was, I don't want anyone else to drive that decision making. Me and God need to be on that one accord because my life is mine. So that was one moment. The other moment quickly was in the shower, <laughs> frankly, not too, too long ago. It was like a year ago. And I just made, I'd, I had hit a huge milestone in my business, mm -hmm. like financially, massive. And straight up. Period. Uh, and I was like, and I'd always wondered what it was gonna be like to make that much money. Mm. And I had this moment where it happened. I was so proud of myself and, you know, we celebrated. But then after I remember thinking like, so what does this really change for me? Mm. Like at the core, what does this change? Like in terms of my impact mm. and who I wanted to be. I realized it didn't change any of those things, like none. So I'm holding on to both of those moments and remembering that it's me and God and that the external things that you can gain once you reach them sometimes, it just, it, it just doesn't matter. It's not that it doesn't matter, but it's really about who you are on the journey that matters more. It, it rarely ever yeah. changes. I would say it does, nothing that happens in your life as far as winning and goals yeah. will change you that much. Right. It changes the people around you. It changes how people perceive you. you. Now, that's real, Gia. <laughs> listen. But. Listen. Listen. That's the thing. Because even for you, I know we talked about, like we talked about this. There have been people who've expected you to move differently, to say things differently. When you're like, no, Tamika, my homegirl's here from high school, or yeah. like I, my brother and sister will be with me, or me and this God thing. That wasn't just like a, a this joke. is how we got here thing. This is how we're going here thing. Yeah. So it is. Other people could act. They, their, their perception can start to shift what you think about yourself if you're not careful. And I, I've had to constantly watch that. Yeah. And even as I'm journeying now and I'm like, you know, I just signed with the agent for my book. I'm really excited. The agency. Ooh. I'm very excited. <laughs> Congratulations to that. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm very excited, but I'm also, I just keep trying to remember like, Joe, this is what young Jovi wanted. Like she wanted to write a book about encouragement yeah. and she also wanted to be the person who lived the book. Yes. You know, like yes. I'm not writing something that I don't believe. I'm writing really my heart. And what you know. Yes. What you know. And what you know. Yes. And it's, it's, it's taken me time to heal through a lot of pain. And I expect there'll be more because if I want to live and be a human, then there's going to be more. 
but I am settling in the fact like, girl, it's all required mm. and it's all okay. Okay, let's talk through that that reality. Yeah. You have a bright light. You are a bright light. When people meet people like you and encounter bright light, they are either so intimidated by it that they themselves cower or they're just attracted to it. Very much so. And if their light is on the same frequency, they're fine. Yeah. You, it ain't no thing. It's, it's gang gang. You Hi, me? this is the couch. Hi, We're on. the blue couch. Yeah. <laughs> so when you think about <laughs> that reality, sometimes life gets so deep that it starts to make your light flicker. When you think about how many times that has happened in your life and how you gave yourself permission to return to the light, what was that journey like for you? Because a lot of us, life gets very hard. It does. And very trying. Yes. One heartbreak after the other. After the other. And I do my best to protect my heart. I like, I'd be like, all right, this is really hard, but I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be angry. Right. I don't want to be the person that's like, this is not my life. How For people who are on the edge of becoming bitter and angry and letting that be their calling card, what do you say about getting back to your light? Mm. <sighs> I say a lot of things. I think I Gia, what I most I think want to tell someone whose heart just feels broken on the edge of breaking, their light just feels more dim. First that's okay. It's okay. I really, I think in this like next season of my life, what I feel so called into is, is reminding people that you're so beautifully human and being human means there's like a limitation to what we can do and you don't have to be in, you don't have to go everywhere you're invited. Mm. You don't have to show up for everything. You don't have to put on a smile that's not authentic. Mm. You don't have to push past. You could sit in. You can wrestle with what feels hard, what feels ugly. Mm. And that's a part of our journey as humans. And so to the person who's like, man, my light just feels dim. I feel you. I've been there. Been there. I've been there for all the reasons. I've been there because I had a near-death experience. I've been there because my husband had a near-death experience, was in the ICU. I've been there because my daughter had one. I've been there because I've been let go from a job. I've been there because I've been broken up with. I've been there because I stayed in a relationship longer than I should have and then my confidence was gone. I've been there because I had a manager who micromanaged me to the point where I lost my voice. I've been there because I've been embarrassed in front of donors I was supposed to be raising money from. I've been there for fill in the blank. 
I've been there because I scrolled on Instagram too long to where I felt this overwhelming sense of comparison to where the thing that I knew I was called to do, I didn't want to do anymore. I've been there because I've looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize who I saw or I didn't like who I saw. And I used to always love who I saw. So then I felt guilty because I didn't like what I saw all of a sudden. I've been there because I have brothers who are literally geniuses and I don't ever want to cower beside them. I want to stand with them. I've been there. And I think it's okay to be there. So to that person, it's okay to be there. Your light feeling more dim doesn't mean that it's gone. Mm. And I think the things that have supported me most in finding the light again is knowing that the thing that candles need most is oxygen. We have to have our breath. So from a practical place, it's getting into breath work. It's getting around people that help you breathe. Yeah. Like I could call you and be like, Gia, I need four inhales and exhales and I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah. It looks like therapy. Mm -hmm. Looks like the gym. Yes. It's looked like for me getting a nutritionist to help me mm -hmm. do what I couldn't do for myself. Say, stop eating this, eat this instead. It's looked like a lot of things. And sometimes it's looked like one thing in one season and then another thing in another. So being okay with responding to what I needed most. So I just want people to know when your light does feel like, oh, it's gone. You could still have a soft landing for that hard day. No, we I told you I need a tissue. Uh, we need tissue. We're going to need tissue. Two seconds. Yeah, there it is. Amen. <laughs> Chanel with the tish. Okay. Because you was over. Yep. Leave it right here, <laughs> Chanel. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, one, thank you so much for sharing all that you just poured into us. Because I think people with light get afraid to share when they are feeling flickery. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Because you often get defined by that light. Oh, my God. And then you're like, oh, if I can't show up as the bouncy person and the happy person, the person that lifts the room. What's wrong with you? What's wrong? Then, 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 then I'm not worthy enough to be in the space anymore. That's if I'm not. Happy, that's a lie. But that's what we that's feel. That's what we feel. Yep, that's the story I'm we can tell. I'm not worthy enough to be here yep. because I'm not making my friends laugh. Yeah. And then I learned if they're your real friends. They're they not tripping. You, they, baby, they're not tripping. They're going to be like. They also know. They know you're flickering. They're like, what's going on? Yeah. And come I'm, on over here. Come Let's on. Yeah, we can leave. Let's or just be right here. Like, you can also still be in this space and not be ebullient or jovial or geaful. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like how you did You like that? You like that? <laughs> you can be all those things. Yes. Like, they understand the totality of who we are or who we're evolving into and give us that space. I love that. You know what I mean? I also think for people like us, we just... Sometimes the assignment, we have to understand what's in the assignment on our life. Come on. And this is something I grapple with and I'm still stepping into and how it shows up and what's evolved. I can't expect every, you can't expect everything from everyone. I don't want nobody to expect that from me. So also we should, it's cool when we can get to the place where we know that some people are going to be like, what's wrong, Gia? What's wrong, Jovian? And we don't as like Don Miguel Ruiz says in the four agreements, we don't take it personally. Mm. You know, we can 
still do our best and not let ourselves internalize their question as a message that says we're not worthy to be where we are because we're not at our best. Mm -hmm. Baby, I should be worthy to be in the space because I'm here. Mm. That's already been assigned. That's, that's, I don't have to prove anything else. I keep hearing myself say that and I think that's like, that's straight up a theme I'm living in right now. I ain't gotta prove nothing else. I'm here. No, for real, Mm. I'm here. And I means a lot of things. Mm. It doesn't mean what it used to. It doesn't mean just one snippet, but like me, I'm here. Mm. And that's, and that alone is worthy. Is why yeah, I'm here. Yes. I'm here. I survived. I made it through all the things. And not only did I make it through all the things, I fought to keep my heart, to, to keep, keep my it. light, to fan the flame. Yes. Like, whether yes. people were there or not, fanning it with me. Like, and I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for still showing up, especially as black women on this earth. We could talk for hours about the things we have to go through even before we walk out the door. Out the door, Gia. But I still know that all of us fight. We still fight. Mm-hmm. And we might not even be fighting for ourselves just yet. Yeah. But what I'm loving is that we're all getting on this healing journey. And so when you think about where you are in your healing journey now, as we close this beautiful interview and conversation, where are you and what do you hope that you see more of in, in just our collective healing as a group of just women who are out here killing it? And maybe not. Sometimes we just being. We're just that. We're just here. That. Mm. That I think uh, what I would hope for us is that we really do believe that we're worthy of soft landings for our hard days. Mm. I mean, that's honestly, it's the title of my next book. It's, it's just, it's a journey I'm on. It's, I think a mantra for how I want to show up in the world and how I hope many, just everybody can. Yeah. Period. Like all of humanity. Just imagine a world where we treat each other with kid gloves. Mm. I think being a mom has helped me to be more gentle in my language, with myself, with my husband, with a lot of people because I am now, I think, more intimately focused on how we begin Mm. and how so much shapes where we go. And I think a lot of people are doing a lot of unlearning and reparenting. We hear that a lot, right? And I would just offer us this idea of giving yourself a soft landing every day. And sure, that could look like a bath. It could look like, you know, lotion on your hands. But it could also look like before you go into that really hard meeting, you look yourself in the mirror. Even if tears come and you Mm -hmm. say, you're here, you made it here. You have everything you need before this meeting. Like you hype yourself up gently. Um, or it could look like for the day you miss your old life, Mm. you remind yourself of why this new life is present, all the things of the old life that made this new life worthy to be lived in. You know, I just think there's so many more ways we can treat ourselves with the kindness that I think our creator does that would just afford us a much more abundant life. And that's, that's the kind of healing journey I'm on. I'm trying to everything from the way I think about myself sexually, the way I see my body, the way I treat my hair, the way I see, um, like, I just see myself in the world. I'm more kind, Mm. I'm more open, I'm more gentle. And I just wanna remind other black women specifically 
who are on their healing journey that, baby, you're worthy to be healed. You're worthy to be helped. Mm. Ooh, help. Okay, I'm working on that. Hello, September 6th. Hello. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) September 4th. (laughs) You are worthy to be helped. Shout out to the Virgos. You're worthy to be helped. Uh, And all of you is worthy. Not just the healed part, but the on the journey part too. So. I love you so much. I love you. I'm so grateful for your existence. You have helped me so many times. I can't even count. I'll be all crying in tears on the phone with Josie, child. And, and, and you remind me that light matters, but reality matters too. And how you feel yes. is real. And you can be okay with that. And you're going to get back to your light. And it's still going to be there because it's inside of you. It's not going nowhere. It's not going nowhere. It's really not going nowhere. It's, period. It's not. And we're going to keep fighting for it. But before we go, I have a little present for you because I really just love you so much. And I believe in giving people flowers <gasps> while they're here. And so I just wanted to give you your flowers. These are gorgeous. The woman, the queen, the sister, the friend that so many of us get to call our safe and soft place of landing. I love you so much. So excited for your book. Thank you for being here, sister. Thank you. I love you. Oh, not my face. Hydrators and everything. Y'all stay tuned. Follow Jovi on everything. We will be sure to make sure that when her book comes out, we're going to bring him back because we're going to have more things to talk about. Period. (laughs) Congratulations on everything, sis. Thank you, sister. You too. Thank you. We'll be back with more next time. Stay tuned on this channel, y'all. You know we're going to keep it coming. All right, y'all, now that I've dried tears a little bit, I just want to thank my sister Jovi and Zane for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned. Subscribe to this channel for more conversations about healing, wellness, showing up about our food, as our fullest selves, and sometimes as a whole mess. Subscribe for more. I'll see y'all soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.